Do you think Nancy Pelosi is shaking in her boots uh, about being? I mean, how do you do that? I think that? she's shaken from Parkinson's. <laughs> okay. Jesus well, her Christ. husband got the DUI, so she's probably a little upset about that. But I mean, what are we going to do? We're going to cut her off from uh, an Amazon shipment that might have come through China? I don't know. What's an embargo on the Speaker of the House going to look like? How many people died of fentanyl overdose in America last year? Wait. Good guess. Keep going. Uh, How many did you say? Uh, You're a finance man. Count with your fingers. Got it. I'm going to guess 3 million. Three man. How about one hundred seven thousand? Okay, no. three million. I don't know. Yeah, you, you got to damn die, dude. That, you was, die. that would have been a percent of the population. That in would the have US. been one percent. And you'll US, love yeah. this, Clay. At the height of the opioid epidemic, is two hundred people a day. Uh, Gotta pump those numbers up. That's right, baby. It's <laughs> drugs introduced through your representative. All right, well, let's wrap the professor in here, huh? Yeah, we're let's back. do it. Oh, yeah. We're back. We said we were going to have a pretty Sweet. awesome season two, and we're already slacking. Yep. We, this we is do season one, two? We're season two, baby. We did one yeah. podcast three weeks What's ago. What's your measurement of seasons now, brother? All right, the, if anybody's listened to The Professor, was that the <laughs> episode title? No, was I that, don't think so. But the dude. The dude. The dude. Know, the dude. dude. Let's we talk got about the back. dude. David Fuquay, second time on the podcast. That's right. Going to talk about some economic events that are going on right yeah. now some of the craziness going on in the world yeah pretty pretty wild um well you know and i'll say we're off to a good start it's a nice friday evening evening, After e- evening we've evening. already passed noon i always get that confused because when Shit. you say evening i feel like it's like in even time yeah. of the day but it's in the afternoon that's stupid well, the <laughs> fact that we went to waffle house, at, waffle mid- house. at midday has messed up the whole day had yeah we went to waffle house <laughs> midday had a good some good story time the waitresses Woo. were really nice to us uh waffle house is a place and it is a yeah. it's really it's pretty unique, really hits pretty, the spot. Pretty, pretty unique spot and Freaky. uh yeah but um clay why don't you start us off so yeah, we got the professor, the dude yeah. in here today with us. We're going to talk about some of the current events going on in the United States economy and let's throughout talk. the world. So let's talk about it, Fuquay. What's what's going on in your eyes as oh, economic? Man. You know what I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about inflation. <laughs> I don't want to talk about coming recessions. I want to talk about this book that's uh, making the rounds, man. The American Cartel. The American the Opioid <laughs> Crisis. <laughs> the Ugly Truth. Okay, so. So we were talking about this kind of at Waffle House today, and yeah. you started mentioning it, and we said, oh, we'll save it for the podcast. So yeah. what exactly is this book? Who, like, give us yeah, a rundown. Yeah, guy from the Washington Post just finished a book, and basically what he's talking about is kind of the origins of the whole op- opioid crisis that's been ravaging America for so long. And what, it, what he basically is laying out is that, you know, who's at the root of this problem was not some drug pushers coming out of Mexico and things like that, but our own country, our own drug companies and our pharmacies, the Walmarts of the world, the CVS and the Walgreens. Everybody was just making a killing off of basically prescription painkillers that were being given to Americans for very common. So I'm like, go to the dentist and get a, you know, a, a filling. Well, let's hook you up with some opioids and you'll be a drug addict within two weeks. And so obviously this becomes a huge problem. We're just creating addicts. Well, I feel like the average American, if you walked up and asked him, was like, hey, do you know this is going on? They're yeah. going to be like, yeah, like who who doesn't know this is going yeah. on? So like what, what else is this book? 
Oh God! <laughs> there, yeah. Sorry, there's a that's okay. Dog scratching at well, the door. Well, you know, my buddy up here at the barbecue place in Springfield, he went and got a root canal. And they gave him 15, basically hits of opioid. He said, "If I take these 15, I'll probably be a drug addict within two weeks." And I mean, do I really need that for a root canal? But is it all opioids, or is it a little bit more sinister than that? Like, well, it was how opi- deep does this go? No, it was opioids to start, okay. and then what happened was the DEA. Everybody started realizing, you know, this is crazy. This is turning people into drug addicts, mm-hmm. and of course, the demand for it shot through the roof. And at the height of the sale of the opioids, there were two hundred people a day dying from abuse of these opioids. So. Uh, when the DEA got a hold of it and wanted to really go in and investigate and get to it, people like Marsha Blackburn, senators from Tennessee and other ones, wanted to protect these companies and what they're doing from the DEA. Well, they basically got the guy, the head of the DEA, fired, mm-hmm. and eventually this ends up in court, and then it's proven to be true, and that uh, basically these companies, the pharmacists, everybody's making money, so nobody cared. Yeah. And we basically turned drug addicts, well, once they started getting sued and uh, these cases started going through court, this guy that's ahead of the DA was the number one testifier. And so I guess in the long run, he's being, you know, vindicated. But here's the weird part. This introduces us to the fentanyl problem that we've got because the Mexican drug cartels, once we started cleaning up our op- opioid addiction, they realized there's a lot more addicts in America and they need something. So we're going to give them basically heroin. It's going to be 50 times stronger. It's going to last longer. It's going to eat you off faster. And the well, drug I mean, cartels in Mexico even designed the pill to look like the opioids so the addicts in America will feel more comfortable with it. And so what time frame are we looking at like right here? Oh, is this, year. Because well, I know fentanyl really became a little bit more prominent around the COVID time yeah, frame, exactly. like 2020-ish. Yeah. So and the opioid was right before uh, the COVID crisis. So yeah. they're just kind of hitting in succession. And now last year, there was like, uh, according to this guy that wrote the book, there were 107,000 deaths directly connected to fentanyl last year alone. So it went from legal, protected by the Congress, our senators, protecting pharmacies and the, the original makers of it to the court. We cut it down. We shut it down. But the addicts are still there. And now the Mexican drug cartels come in and take up the slack and put even more addiction on. And that to well, me fentanyl is, is the thing. Fentanyl, like it's a very addictive drug. I mean, absolutely. obviously this is coming from somebody who really hasn't researched, but coming from a family of law enforcement and understanding yeah. and having the basic knowledge of what fentanyl is, it's a very addictive drug, but what a lot of it is, you can easily overdose. And it, I mean, there's yeah people dying every how much did you say off fentanyl a yeah, day 107,000 last year no and opio- opioid at its peak was 200 a day we got that under control we finally you know were able to get around congress etc and yep. once we got into court with juries every i mean all the evidence was there it's just that congress likes to protect their sources of revenue for elections what we call lobbyists because you have a right to lobby because uh, what is it? Citizens United case. Mm-hmm. Uh, corporations are people too, so they can write unlimited checks. And think about it, who went to jail? Nobody. CEOs didn't go to jail. They paid a fine. They still made a killing. And so you yeah. said you mentioned Marsha Blackburn. Like what's specific? Because she is. Well, she was senator from Tennessee yeah. on the right committee that basically wanted the DA to back off the investigations and back off their attempts to go after these. American corporations that were basically the American drug cartels. We know them as, 
this one Walgreens, this, there was one, CBS. but they're the ones. Well, that's the pharmacy side. Yeah. See, everybody, doctors are making money, pharmacies are making yeah. money, manufacturers making money, everybody's making money. Nobody wants the wheel to stop. If I'm in Congress, how am I making money? Through lobbying money, I'm ba- basically able to fund a campaign. And these are people that talk about all these problems. So anyway, Chad, you need to wake up on us, brother. What's up, <laughs> oh, man? I know, guys. So I'm we, sorry. We, we well, can move on from look, this. Yeah, no. Shit, just well, I don't, I don't know. Look, I don't know a lot about it. So yeah. I, I was almost like, well, let me not put my <laughs> yeah, put my voice get, in something. Go, I have no idea. Go get a filling taken care of. Yeah. We'll, well, yeah. I got a dang the dogs right. We heard them, and I was like, I can't have the dog scratching on the door. I got to go yeah. fix that. So I came in halfway in the conversation. Yeah. It was already. Oh, we can move on. That's. I just. No, I just I just really was enamored by this whole book. What's this book called? American Cartel. American Cartel. You know? and then it goes into the the whole opi- opioid ex. Do you know uh, who wrote it? Epidemic? Or do you know? Who- oh, I don't know. It's a guy who worked for the Washington Post. All right, pull it up on Google. Google answer all your life questions. Yep, give it a Google. Yeah. Oh, interesting fact. We didn't even mention this. We got so obviously the dude is here, David. We also got Stephen here from the Pressure oh, King man. podcast. He's actually outside taking a work call. He might jump in in a second. Yeah, just- Stephen Lipsy. We don't. The that, problem right? is we he's don't have in a- the bitch van. Is that what he calls it? The bitch van. <laughs> the Oh, the bitch van. <laughs> the bitch oh, van. His, yeah, his vehicle. Yeah, yeah, his yeah, vehicle yeah. Is the bitch Steven's van. Stephen's driving around in a uh, definitely a dad car, and uh, it's like a oh, Honda Odyssey man. sort of van out yeah. there. And he Shit. traveled the country in it. And so Shoot you, man. we pulled Might up. Well. We were asking. We said, "Hey, man, how many uh, times limited? How many bitches know? you carrying in with you in that <laughs> thing?" He said, "More than nothing, more than too, too many." Um, <laughs> oh man, that's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Well, hey, for all the ladies out there that listen, which uh, we appreciate. Tessa Neely and Ashton, I know you listen. Hey. So, uh, but uh, yeah, Stephen Single, if you're interested, yeah. we respect women, though. Oh, of course. Yeah. Why was it? that was a sarcastic <laughs> laugh over there? Clay and I respect women. Now nah, David's like, yeah, there you yeah. Go. good old boy. Oh uh, yeah, but hey, the, one of them's getting ready to take the plunge. One's already taking the plunge. So heck uh, yeah, man, best be decision respecter. I've ever made in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Good answer. Uh, more Good sarc- answer. sarcastic. Honestly, though, like we got another buddy, James. He's getting married in November too. James, oh, James, James Kelly. We, James, you, he was oh, in your class, brother. Yeah, James. he's yeah. getting married yeah, too. Yeah. He's the taking bar- the plunge a the week Barry after. Man? The Barry man, the Barry man, Barry man, yeah, Barry dude. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. week after Tessa and I. Isn't he the one? Don't they employ the illegals, the ones that pick the berries? Yeah, yeah. no problem. <laughs> yeah, cheap labor. Um, yeah, of course. Look, times are tough out there. You got to make it happen. There you go. So he's responsible for that porous wall on the border huh? yeah they started growing hemp over there too i don't yeah. know if they kept doing it yeah or if was, it, it didn't was, pay off as much as they had there's a bunch of regulation obviously around hemp and there's a bunch of people that comes oh you're growing marijuana he's like no it's not like that he's you know so i know they gotta keep it a certain distance off the road for some reason i bet them good old boys over there they see that plant just get excited try to smoke Shit, it, they probably go. pull off to the edge of i the don't road think and- hemp <laughs> took off as much as they thought it was years ago because they yeah. said that hemp was going to like take over Blow tobacco up. and it's going to be the next yeah. the reason why i think it hasn't is because like, like getting into the economic side of things i think uh politically there's too much there of hold back that they don't want him to take off because uh-huh. it originally was regulated back in um way back when when oh, yeah. uh you should know about yeah uh who was you, it the the newspaper dude back in the 20s oh, you're, or 30s you're talking about way back yeah, yeah this was talking about, uh what's his name um uh not hurst randolph is it? it's yeah, hurst randolph, hurst. randolph hurst yeah exactly yeah and he was well a, they were afraid because marijuana they were afraid that world war one soldiers yep. yes. would be getting high in the pit they well, would not only on that shoot the horde but the leaves from the hemp they were a lot more sustainable and a lot yeah. more effective for rope clothes 
posts, all kinds of stuff. Yes, yep. and he wanted to ban it to to help to protect his, uh, his, his yeah. business. Yeah, oh, his newspaper there, business. And then so we're talking it, about him. Now we're talking about Marsha Blackburn and opioids. Hey, you know yeah. what? What changes? But you but know, that's the is. main reason why marijuana and hemp got outlawed back yeah. in the twenties or whatever. Yeah. And there was this huge, exactly. I guess, marketing campaign against it. Like, oh, marijuana, like yeah. It, all the, all the crazy lies that come up. Like you, a damn werewolf. Turns you into yeah. like all right. this crazy stuff, but yeah. actually, you know, no, it's it's been around for yeah. years. Yeah. Years. Absolutely. For eons, Absolutely. really. Yeah, um, right. I mean, you have the the ancient civilizations that would smoke it and use it, and they yeah. do it with the shit for a reason. It's not... People act like it's... But, I think... But the, I personally think it's probably an extreme But the actual... Medicinal. Not even the THC, but not even the psychedelic uh, or whatever the physical yeah. benefits right. you get from it, but the actual... The hemp leaves, they're a lot more sustainable oh, very, and a lot more effective. Like, with your materials you can build yes. and biodegradable from biodegradable. And obviously you way more plastics. renewable. There's a bunch of people making plastics out of hemp leaves too. And they're they biodegrade. Like yeah. if you got a plastic in like eighty days, I think the bottle is like completely gone. Yeah. Your plastic but bottle. But because made they outlawed it, I mean, where's all this money? You know, well, yeah, it's tied up in the people that still are in those companies with all that money and they're like, Oh no, it's we just would rather it's fault. <laughs> I've got friends of mine that think she's sexy looking. I don't see it, oh, but gosh, you, know, you never know. She just looks Teach like she's loud, own. you know. She looks like she's just like. What's some of the major things going on in the in the well, economy right now? What I've noticed well, is probably well, everybody's noticed gas prices are falling. Well, Why is that? Before you David? do gas prices, do you need since we're going with Marshall Blackburn thing, we want to be equal justice. So we're talking about Nancy Pelosi landing in <laughs> Taiwan, and the, yep. the the president of China is threatening. Serious repercussions, you know, when well, he's I think, I think sending they, missiles into the Taiwan. I think they've Strait. actually sent some missiles already. Talk about an economic repercussions. I oh, imagine they, if they definitely, Taiwan is invaded by China. That could have an impact on things. Do you think that? I mean, they had to. The China government had to watch closely of what's happening with the Russian Ukraine thing oh, because absolutely. you see, like, oh, obviously, so nobody's going and helping. Ukraine, yeah. let's just go over and take Taiwan over. Absolutely. Nobody's going to touch us, right? And Absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. There's no doubt about that. Well, right so. now I'm on Twitter. It says China announces sanctions against Nancy Pelosi following Ooh. Taiwan visit. I know the South Korean uh, prime minister, she, yeah. he neglected to meet with Nancy Pelosi yeah, yesterday. Did want to offend his neighbors. Exactly. I mean, South Korea has a lot of bit, and they're right there. They're the ones that are suffering from all this issues over so, in China so they're not going to do anything to provoke Do you think them. Nancy Pelosi is shaking in her boots uh, about being I mean how do you do that? I think that? she's shaking from Parkinson's. Oh, okay. Jesus well her Christ. husband got the DUI so she's probably a little upset about that but I mean what are we going to do? We're going to cut her off from uh, an Amazon shipment that might have come through China? I don't know. What's an embargo on the Speaker of the House going to look like? Yeah, I, that's I don't what know. I'm what like, does that what is she? I don't even know what that what means. I was like, what what sanctions would they yeah, put against kind of her? Because it's not your like, sheets came from China. Oh, or did they Pelosi's or did they instate sanctions because she who China? Did, yeah. yeah. What what does that? What I would think that? so. I mean, China has been known to like not mess around, and they're saying like the military right. leaders in China are saying like if you play with fire, you're going to get burned. Talk to the United so States. So you think they're threatened to assassinate? Talk to the United, United States. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're so they're going to threaten to assassinate military. People in the Pentagon are like telling Nancy Pelosi, like, this is not a good idea not to go right now because of all the threats yeah. that China's making. And you you want to sit there and say, oh, well, we don't need to back down from the United, from China because we're right. United States. Oh, we're big and bad. It's like, Woo-hoo. okay, well, they got nuclear arms, too. Okay, I'm going to come back. I'm going to play this, the naive, uh, <laughs> we don't back down. <laughs> okay. But, like, 
What what is what example does it show if we continue to back down from those? What sort example of does it show going right now? Like well, she has not come out and said throw anything. Threats our ways, why can't we just throw threats right back and almost give them yeah. the middle finger of like? You think Biden's going to do that? What? Do you, no, of course he won't. All right then. But it's like give them give <laughs> them a threat back go. of what the fuck? Who's going to threaten? About? Who's going to who's going to do anything about it? I guess nobody at the well, current moment. Right. So I guess <laughs> See, that makes yeah. sense. We have no one that is like the image right hey, now. Hey, just get the strong. Do me a favor. Just get the damn computer chips out of China. China so, well, I mean, they've Taiwan, already passed the bill. So oh. we can get the rest of these cars sitting around on lots that'll actually crank. Well, here's the thing. The, I mean, the, come on. Congress, they passed the chip menu or chip right. bill, whatever. Something like $50 billion. $50 billion dollars last week. That, but yeah. the thing about that is it's going to take 10 years oh, max. absolutely. Or 10 years minimum for them yeah. to actually get chips produced in the United States. Exactly. Yeah, it's something we should have never let happen. But, hey, you know what? Yeah, because we just had one sole producer, right? right. It was one exactly. source. You never Taiwan, do that in yeah. any sort of situation. Well, you got to remember, you're not looking for leadership from our Congress. They haven't been doing that for decades, so. You They're know. just getting rich off of making or, or oh, Nancy Pelosi hey, opioids and now going back uh, to Nancy yeah, Pelosi, exactly. her husband, who made a what the multi-million trading. dollar bet on Navita, who was a big chip manufacturer, yep, right before this go. bill got passed. And Absolutely, he conveniently sold it right before the bill. Um, Right before yeah, the bill got passed. Look at how many, I hate to go back to Harper on D.C., but you know, just go back to D.C. and follow these guys. Yeah. I mean, they, they come out of these states like Tennessee and other states. They get on the right committee. They're able to do insider trading. That's against the law for all of us, but not for them. Uh, who was it? The guy from Chattanooga just uh, retired after about 10. Bob Corker. Tw- yeah, Bob. my name's Bob Corker, my and I approved this message. Got on the banking committee. He was one of the number one traders. They would hear a testimony in the morning. He would take a lunch break, go trade, come back in the afternoon. Within 10 or 12 years, he's one of the richest members of the uh, Senate. Now, how'd that happen? Just because he was well, smart? I mean, why is that question not asked? All the time Shit. with all the members. Like, hey, it is. they've what tried was to your... pass bills to stop it, but nobody, that's how they make lots of money. That job does not pay no, a lot. No, it doesn't. No, it's, no. That's I mean, what it pays like. $175,000, yeah, which is a, a good house amount of money. DC and a house here. But oh, these people on. are making, Nancy Pelosi's, what, $100 Millions. million? Dollars Millions. House or yeah. not a house? I, but, well, I mean, it should, be, it should be clear. Cool, you're coming in, your net worth is X. I mean, it should be some sort of. Yeah. The way to make it happen is, and what's crazy is you're going to have offshore accounts. You're going to have different bank accounts under different names, right? There's always going to be ways they can probably avoid it. But mm-hmm. if it comes through or it comes to fruition that, oh, you've you've made this happen, mm-hmm. your net worth was X when you came in. There's no possible way your net worth is $100 million now. Right. You're, kick, you're kicked out. You're well, out. Well, you know you're what is even worse? Prison. Prison. Yeah. Out. But when your time is done and you leave public service and mm-hmm. i use that term lightly where did many of them go to work for the very lobbyists that they lobbied yeah so the bottom line is it's just that continuing it's the swamp man it's okay the swamp. so here I'm everybody's gonna, gonna drain it until it comes time to drain I'll it give, and then I'll they give, open up their pockets and say you could drain right here baby yeah, drain well, right right here. Here. Let, me, let me narrow this so you guys i would say are definitely more educated in the space of like Political terms, all this stuff. I know a bunch of what we're talking about, hey, enough to hold the greed, conversation. Baby, it's all but greed. when people are listening... Greed is good. Well, a lot of people that are listening, <laughs> if they've never been interested in any of this, and so it's like, oh, I'm, they're mentioning that shit I have nothing about. Like, explain, like, what even a lobbyist is. What's oh, a lobbyist? A lo- a lobbyist if, okay, if you want to really simplify it, in the First Amendment, okay, freedom of speech, it, it basically, you know, basically Congress... 
basically is not going to write laws that infringe on my right to my religious liberties, free exercise, the no establishment clause. In other words, you can't have a person elected president. Let's say they happen to be of a certain faith and that's okay. All Americans are going to be this. Right. And then the ultimate mm-hmm. act, what I like to think of freedom of the press, you have freedom of assembly or the right to petition your government for redress of grievances. And then you have free speech. Right. So the idea that's where burning the American flag, a lot of Americans don't like it, but uh, it's always managed to slip by as an example of free speech, that burning the flag is an act of free speech will be protected. So what are lobbyists? Lobbyists represent corporations in Washington, D.C. And so, for example, if So lobbyists are like basically they're employees of corporations. Yeah, corporate. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And okay. I would hire you, for example, uh, should I mention who you work for and what you no. mythical company? Company okay. X. Not What's yet. that? <laughs> company X. Yeah. So I work let's for company say Chad X. works for company X and company X happens to be a very large company Cartel. that manufactures a product, maybe something like tires that crosses <laughs> interstate boundaries or could be a foreign company operating in America. Yep. So anything that crosses uh, international or state boundaries is regulated by the federal government. And so the bottom line, using this mythical tire company we're talking about, right. which affects people's safety, et cetera. So would they have an interest in any kind of laws in D.C. that might affect their business? Of yeah. course. So what do they do? They send lobbyists to D.C. or they hire them. They write checks to get help get you elected. In other words, the idea is my money is like a vote of free speech to represent my point of view. And so since these are 435 members of the House, 100 of the Senate, and forget the president right now, so I pour money into their campaigns because I like their point of view right. on something that affects me. There are or you're trying to persuade their point of view. Yeah, this there something. are tens of thousands of lobbyists spending billions of dollars every year. You can look it up online. Of corporations' praying, dollars. Yeah, praying off of our representatives. And it's not just corporations. It's non you know, nonprofits. Uh, foreign governments. I mean, there are people that represent the interests globally so that come to D.C. Then if I'm a lobbyist, I'm just I'm trying to narrow it down as yeah. simple as possible. You're a lobbyist. I'm basically paid. You want laws that favor I'm paid from Corporation X. I have this budget, allocated yeah. budget, and I'm able to go pretty much wine and dine. Oh, yes. The, the politicians in D.C. Mm-hmm. Right. And explain my view right. of why it's good, bullshit right. it, so it's why it's good, but they know what the yeah. deal is. But they don't care because I'm sure they're right. getting checks on the side. Well, they tried to limit that. There have been efforts to limit the impact of lobbyists for years, but the bottom line was two things. Number one, most representatives don't want it fixed because that's one of their number one sources of revenue to run their campaigns. But now the Supreme Court came in in a very famous case called the excuse me, Citizens United case, they basically determined that corporations are people. And if a corporation is a person, how much free speech should they have? And since money is a form of speech, they've taken off the caps. Now it's rock and roll. The money flowing, it's like you turned on a tap. And so, so then now you have the, the problem normal- is who represents the average person in D.C.? Well, here's what's bullshit. Then if you talk about, oh, the money is flowing like crazy, right? right? Imagine how much millions and millions of dollars oh, go through beat. that. You're well, going back course. to the American But cartel. even per, per yeah. corporation. Yeah. Like company X yes, isn't throwing a billion dollars out a year. Yeah. Right. But they're millions for these for their specific lobbyists. Right. What do you that think of like, ne- like. But, but that. Sorry to. That. You get who gets shafted? The normal employee, the of normal course. blue collar worker, well, hell yeah. whatever. Well, look at the Supreme. I hate to be biased here, but look at the Supreme Court. Almost every time you see corporate interests come up versus worker interests, <laughs> just start doing the tallies. 
corporations, one after another, after another, after another. Uh, Amazon's a classic example. Oh Amazon was doing this crap where they had a lot of theft problems in their warehouse, so they were running people through scanners and everything at the end of the workday. Well, let's say Clay over here is waiting an extra 30 minutes to get out the door to prove he's not stealing. Is he on the clock or is he not? On Should he it. be Should paid be by it. Amazon? He should. Yeah, well, the workers filed a lawsuit, goes all the way to Supreme Court. Supreme Court, no, no, no. That's, uh, they have a right to protect Is it the Supreme Court that's lawsuit currently there, or is it like a historical Well, it was thing. a little bit before that. I was going to say, the Supreme been, Court. It hadn't been that long ago. Because the Supreme Court now is majority res, uh, Republican, and they're more oh. favored uh, conservative, or more favored you realize what you just said? You're, you're identifying the Supreme Court as Republican and Democrat. Well, they are. There's no, like, But that already is screwed up, because that was the whole idea of the Supreme Court, is, is that we wouldn't unbiased. identify it based on political parties. When oh, I like, agree with exactly what you said, <laughs> which is why that whole organization's gone to pot. Yeah, yeah you're not going to get a much, I mean, I, I don't want to get into the abortion thing, but you're no. not going to get a whole a lot of love out of the Supreme well, Court. Well, would you now. see what happened in Kansas with the abortion laws that they yeah. tried to get passed out there? Does that freak you out? Oh, Kansas? No. Wait, what is that? Well, I didn't see it. Kansas is one of the most conservative states. They mm-hmm. haven't elected a Republican, I mean, a Democrat in Kansas, what, 100 years? It's, it's, it's like oh, hardcore conservative. Oh, they yeah, they're, they're, they're all conservative. Hey, your favorite town's line is out there that you passed through on the way to Colorado. Yeah, right. yeah. Kansas got Didn't be you one and of... Tessa think about relocating there after you saw what a great looking town baby. After we drove by those mud pits with the cows and it's just like man this is kansas great. is awesome so you're telling me you're not going to kansas huh we're but, not going to kansas we we will go to kansas when we go to colorado because it's half of the damn trip is through kansas and they ain't hey, nothing but else. i went through kansas with a i'll just call it a friend one time and they called it the oh. anus of america that's pretty much right. oh yeah dude it is that's I, they should have a sign it yeah. should have a state sign welcome, welcome to, to kansas the asshole of the <laughs> country for any of y'all out there that's Sunflower listening in kansas seeds, there for any of y'all go. listening in kansas we love you this is just rhetoric there, we do there's good spots there don't get me wrong there are nice oh, areas I lived but out go there back twice, go, brother. go I back go back to what happened okay, in sorry. kansas real quick let go, chad know and let the people go back who to prob- what go tell to us the what happened pass. in kansas because i don't know oh, oh and, it was a, basically you know the supreme court just recently went after roe v wade saying you don't have a constitutional right basically to an abortion but you also they left it to the states to basically ultimately this decide. was the Repub- this was a conservative hey leave it to the states to yeah. determine and their- everybody on the you know we just had an election the other yep. day and one mm-hmm. of the things on the ballot in kansas was protecting basically abortion rights mm-hmm. against the supreme court ruling well if anybody in the world would have bet that kansas would have basically defended the right of a woman to have an abortion i mean they would have You'd have lost all the money in the world because, because it's conservative, pro-life. it's a hardcore Republican, pro-life. Yep. But I, I listened to a couple of interviews with people after they voted, and what seems to be the number one sentiment, even among conservatives, they don't like the government dictating to them what they're going to do. And that ultimately is, I think, what so won I was the day. listening to uh, a good podcast that was talking about this. What were the laws? The law was basically, I don't know. Uh, basically on a woman's right to choose, basically. Woman's the, right to choose. Yeah. They, was, they allowed it to happen that they could choose? Yeah, they were. They voted pro-choice. So they voted. Oh, Kansas did. Right. And a big deal about Which that is because Kansas is, because, is a big conservative yeah, state. Yeah, because they're freaked out because they're going, if this happens in Kansas. In other words, yeah. have we misread the sentiments of the average American? Well, I, I think listening. I think it's people miss. Sorry, sorry, Clay. I'm really sorry, Clay. I didn't Come mean on, to. Dude. But I oh, think it's people, people are miss. <laughs> 
interpreting the way that a lot of conservatives think as yeah, of course. they just don't want you to step on people's rights. So yeah. they might not agree with the abortions, but right. they do. They are to right. the core believe people should have their own choices to make. Well, it's like coming to take my guns. It's like, you know, right. trying to dictate to me, you know, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to think, how I'm going to worship, you know, people religious. Well, I was listening it's to It's not re- that they love abortion. It's that they are <laughs> anti-government. Clay, I'm trying to get something. He's okay, not giving no love. Get it on, Clay, you brother. have the floor, my buddy. You just keep trying to protect people from <laughs> Kansas. It's an ATUS. I'm trying. It's the ATUS. I was listening to a really good podcast, and they're saying that the Democratic Party was, the way they marketed this bill they were marketing not pro-choice. They were marketing you should have the freedom to choose yes. whether you have an abortion or not. And that was the biggest war. It's freedom. They didn't right. say anything about abortion. Right. Exactly. They didn't say anything about killing babies, nothing like that. They said yeah. you should have the freedom to choose whatever right. you choose to do. And that's what really drove the yeah. the vote the way it went. Yeah, and think about that narrative. <laughs> yeah, but think about that narrative right there. Freedom. freedom. From the government. From the government. From the government. Yep. So think about it. The Supreme Court tries to, you know, and, and they've even admitted it. Uh, Samuel Alito, the guy that wrote it, I mean, he's a real douche. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I got no respect for that. Well, bastard. he's from Kansas. Yeah he's, <laughs> yeah, he's probably from Kansas. Well, he's got two anuses. Yeah. So he's probably, he could be from Nebraska and Kansas or Oklahoma as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. All three of those are the anus. Of, well, that whole thing is a big anus. Dude, we went out, like, when we went to yeah. the Titans, Kansas City, AFC Championship game a couple years yeah. ago. You went there? We went through Missouri to Kansas Ooh. City. Yeah. Which is on the border right there in Missouri. It's on the border of the anus. Oh, yes, my God. Right there. It is some rough country out there. It was all gray. It seems like everything was gray out there. It's like, yeah. oh, my God, I can't. That's the world, <laughs> yeah. Suck the life out of you, man. There's some rough people out in Kansas City, too. So where are we going? We went from lobbyists to freedom to We're talking about the swamp, whatever. man. Okay, We're Talking the about swamp. the swamp. Okay. Chad's over here on his phone Googling stuff. So we're no, going to talk about the economy? Later. I'm trying to make sure. <laughs> Look, man. This is a job in itself is this whole podcast. That's what people don't understand. Well, people may understand it. Well, they don't And we want to make this good content. Unfortunately, Clay and I have sucked at being pretty consistent with well, it. Well, if you support us and we can do this full time, we don't have to go to work well, anymore. Yeah, honestly, the lady, if the people... Let's talk if, about the lady's stories up at Waffle House. Hell, that's... Uh, that's, nah, yeah. that's America. That's Look, freedom. If people <laughs> on here would reshare or something and throw a little freaking love our way, love. then okay. then we'd be, we might be doing good. I think it's okay content, but I'm over here. I'm trying to get us additional guest and stuff mm, okay. on the show speaking of we gotta which, talk about the economy now well okay well, shit that's what we're I'm ready doing let's talk about the US dollar go ahead Chad I'm sorry we're gonna what, who cares about, what, what who? Are you, well you got a hard on about the dollar what is the whole thing with you and the money dollar money makes the world go around baby no, what are you talking about that, you're an econ you kept, professor you kept, why don't you like money you kept sending me these texts about the dollar the dollar and I could tell Chad wasn't turned on and you got an erection about well, I'm it. I'm sorry, like, well, I'm what's, sorry. Are you trading in the value of the dollar? Are you doing something on the it's side? Just, well, for some on. reason, interesting. That's a good point because I, when Clay sent that, I instantly was like, what the hell is he talking Screw about? It. I'm going to pa- pass it off to Fuqua and let him take it. Explain it, Clay. Explain. Basically, okay. the U.S. dollar, compared to all the other currencies in this yes. world, is getting stronger. So yes. what we're seeing right now with the euro, which is already, you know, the euro is about... All, one dollar and twenty cents, you know, average for going back yeah, to the yeah. past several years. But right now, I actually checked it this morning, and the euro to the dollar is at parity, which means exactly. one dollar equals one euro. No way! And yeah. the last time that occurred, let's see, I lived in Germany in the nineteen sixties, yeah. and it was pretty much even then. And then for decades, we allowed the dollar. Mm-hmm. In fact, we we encourage the devaluation of the dollar. Yeah, because it's right. cheaper for 
uh, ex- exports. For, yeah. Cheaper for our ex- so it's cheaper for us to ship stuff across or internationally. Mm-hmm. And was it more expensive to import goods from? Yeah, yeah. So well, it's more. The bottom line is where you're using the dollar, you get more bang for your buck. So if you and your wife go on vacation in Italy, mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. The value of your money goes further, so your goods and services you can consume are much better. If somebody from Germany comes to America and they take the euro to then visit New York City or Mm -hmm. the anus of America, go out to Kansas or whatever, then the bottom line is it's going to cost them more. But what's interesting... So it encourages our consumption behavior. What's interesting to me, because there's this whole rhetoric around onshoring. Basically, Mm -hmm. with COVID, we understood that the supply chain was very fragile. Um, We're having goods shipped in from all over the world. Well, one thing we had when we got the pandemic was... All these supply chain bottlenecks, all these issues, this is mm-hmm. one of the biggest reasons why inflation is running so high right now. Right. Um, so there's this huge thing about getting manufacturing back into the United States. Oh, but yeah. right now, the dollar is a lot cheaper to produce goods outside the United States than it is to onshore right. and have all this goods manufactured in the United States. Right. So there's just going to be this pushback, I feel like. Well, that. okay. So, but isn't there a pro and con to that? So if the... Uh, <laughs> If I don't that was random. If if you if the dollar if it's cheaper for us to produce things outside of the country and it comes in, at the end of the day, doesn't the average American get to it, it they're they get more for for less, right? They right. we bring all these imports in. It, right. It's it's bad from a total uh, your GDP of our country, right? Yeah. But for the average American, it's they're getting goods more cheaper. Inflation. Well, right. but US. always remember this: if you look at GDP and the basic breakdown of it, the the majority, two thirds of it, is consumption. It's where Americans spend, 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 and then you have investment, government expenditures. The last component is what we call net exports: the difference between what we export and what we import. Remember, we're like the we're like the fentanyl consumers of planet Earth, Woo. right? We, how much is enough? <laughs> Got to get that fixed. Well, how many TVs do you want in your new house you're talking about building? Yeah. yeah. Now, how many? No, probably I mean, one. I you got to have more than one, two, Well, I right three. now have two in my house. Okay. So, yeah. Well, I there have you go. And, at least and you're two. probably underprivileged. So, let's see. Right. Living room, uh, bedroom. Then you got the outdoor right. entertainment area. You got to have a nice Absolutely. 75. Okay. How many cars in the driveway? We got two right now. Yeah. There you go. Two drivers. That sounds drivers, basic. But yeah, once you yeah. have three or four or five, I mean, it's like, hey, and I love this. I was, I, I'm not trying to sidestep it, but I got to talk to some young middle collegers that are getting ready to start at Ball State. Woo. And we were talking about Home with pioneers. the eighth billionth person is getting ready to be born. Eight billion? Eight billion. November 15th, I don't know how they decided this, but on November 15th, our planet is going to be home to 8 billion people. So I was asking them, what kind of problems is this going to present going forward with shortages? And Well, according you know, to Elon Musk, we underpopulated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Elon Musk, he can't is that put what a he says? We Elon Musk says we're heavily under underpopulated, especially but, for what's to come with like the amount of labor and stuff that's going to be needed. And I'm like... What are you talking about? Well, the He's machines the are going to take guy over. In the world, he needs to get a condom. The That's machines are going to take to over. So, I mean, what's yeah. to it? You know. Well, but see, this <laughs> is the thing we were talking about. If all of those eight billion people want to consume like Americans, uh, a lot of people argue we're going to need five more planets this size. Yeah. So this kid, sixteen years old, raises his hand. Just freaks me out. And I said, "Yeah, what you got?" He goes, "You know what Gandhi said." And I've heard this quote for him, but he really, oh, I got Mm. excited. He said, Gandhi said, there's enough on this planet to meet every person's needs, but not everybody's greed. 
And I thought, amen, brother. Mm. That's what oh, I'm talking about. Oh, it's the about. truth, yeah. There you go. So everything we're sitting here talking about, value of the dollar, how it's impacted by the behavior of governments, it's one of the reasons why our dollar has been so cheap for so long. Hey, we mismanage it. We print well, the hell out of it. This is something else, too, yeah. that was my biggest thing. Thank you. I just didn't sorry, thank it. you if you're still listening. This is, <laughs> but go ahead. I know this is a whole roller coaster. It is. Yeah. There's a lot of subjects to talk yeah. A lot of stuff involves the economy, and this is what the people that oh, this did vote. Just- this yeah, is just the for. beginning. Oh, well, man. your when you mentioned the dollar is getting stronger compared to other currencies, that was surprising to me after all the trillion dollar or billion dollar bills that we've sent, sending money to Ukraine, we're printing a shit ton of money out oh, yeah. of thin air. It's like, Absolutely. wow, wouldn't you think that... Stimulus, baby. But it, well, I mean, it's not. Well, compared to other currencies, that's the thing. If you look at it at face value with all the trillions of dollars, yeah, you would think that it would be undervalued. But... Other countries, too, were also providing their own stimulus. And other Absolutely. countries, too, are having their own economic Everybody issues. went through a world pandemic. It wasn't right. just the United and States. And so but compared you, to all the right. other currencies, the U.S. dollar is getting – and the dollar is the universal right. um, But the number currency. one thing I read that's driving the value of the dollar right now and, – and I know this sounds anti-intuitive – but we're sitting here bashing Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, for being basically a fentanyl, dope-dealing, money-printing b- machine, right? Yep. But what he's doing right now by raising interest rates and trying to tap the brakes on the economy to create, you know, basically reduce the pressures on inflation, because we're the most aggressive doing this of all the central banks, mm-hmm. and we're the one that's, you know, inflicting the suffering that's what's driving the increase of the value of the dollar. So the organization that we condemn for creating the conditions, now the world value of uh, dollar currency is rewarding them for dishing out more punishment early. So, okay, this kind of ties Isn't in. Isn't that crazy? I got a question about... <laughs> that's <nuts. laughs> that, That's crazy. But going back to what Chad was saying about okay. the crew and the oil and the gas becoming starting to come down, is that is one of the reasons why we're starting to see that starting to come down is because we import that oil from Saudi Arabia or these Middle East countries. Our dollar is stronger, so we're able to buy more, yes. and it's cheaper for us to buy. Yeah. Is that is that? Well, that's part of it. Part of but it, okay. Gosh, I was reading this great article. That I think I might even send it to you, Chad. The United States produces a ton of oil. Then everybody always says, well, why don't we just, you know, supply ourselves? Why don't we? Well, because it's weird. We actually export a lot of oil because the cost of manufacturing oil is very different, like in Saudi Arabia as opposed to the United States. Versus here, there's a lot more regulations. As opposed to the the Mm. North Sea. We got OSHA over here. Yeah, et cetera. But the bottom line is... Dang OSHA. (laughs) The global marketplace for oil exchanges takes into account costs. Cost of manufacturing, cost of shipping, mm. cost of everything. And so if you're an oil company, are you going to look for the place where you can make the most money? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course they are. But when so you're it's that's, not just a pure driven consumption thing. It's but a lot when of you're factors. that kind of corporation or that size, and, and so much is dependent on the world, mm. on what is produced and not produced and where, yep. there should be some major say. I mean, that's where the whole capitalism thing is like, I don't know about the whole like invisible hand in that thing because you're talking about the whole freaking world every every person what can about be affected these oil companies have you looked at their profits lately yeah they're yeah oh, they're really feeling what for did us. they make oh, what several billion dollars in quarter two of oh, this it, year it's, it's off the chart 10 yeah. billion dollars something yeah. like that in profit and, and they were talking Not about revenue, profit. profit yeah are you gonna pump some more well, no 
We're at a exactly. At a sweet they they want to keep the demand. They want to keep the supply low because sure. the demand is high. It's going to continue to get higher because and the economies were coming right. back from the so COVID. When yeah. we it's were, not like we have an alternative to substitute for gas. I mean, we're going to have to get gas no matter what. So then, tell That's me right. when when Trump was back in we office. We love our SUVs. When Trump was in office and we were energy independent, where we were doing more of the producing here. Everybody talks about energy independent. Like yep. all of a sudden we're not independent anymore. Oh, it's the problem. One of the other problems, if you read what the oil companies tell us, they can't find workers to work. Even where there's fields where they have the ability to go out there and rock and roll, there's a lot of workers that aren't willing to go out there and do that work right now. A lot of the equipment. See, I, work, think, I think a lot of that is BS from the corporations because that's their so? reasonings. Well, Hang sure on. That's their is. bullshit reasons of, well, we can't do it. Here's why we're doing it over here. Because yeah. in reality, it's cheaper. It's higher profits for them. They're going to give you, know, you their bullshit reason. And they just don't want to pay what the American worker standard right. is. And, and the regulations right. they have to deal with. I mean, think about it. Is it that bad over in, I mean, it is bad, but in the, in the Saudi Arabian stuff where all the other oils getting produced, oh, yeah, you have a couple, you have a couple of people get yeah. blown up or whatever. OSHA's not coming around and be like, holy shit, we're shutting this down there and getting go. it. No, it's just keep on going next day. So well, think about, think about our, our buddy Clay over there. just bought a piece of the American pie over there outside of the other side of Lebanon, right? Heck yeah. If there was an oil, uh, you know, pipe, exactly. Well, here's an example. The Colonial Pipeline, if I got my facts right, comes down from the eastern seaboard then comes down to the south to New Orleans where we have a lot of refineries, right? Mm -hmm. Well, let's say that pipeline runs next to your nice piece of property. Do you really give a shit about OSHA regulations if there's a leak and that one-acre pond becomes a 1.5-acre pond and half of its oil discharge from a ruptured oh, pipeline? Do you oh, care about OSHA regulations? Yeah. If they're over on his farm? Not yep. really. <laughs> Oh, you personally? Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, of course I do. Oh, oh, as long oh. as it's over on Clay's property, oh. I'm going to be okay. We're gonna, It's going to be all right. That's because, why I'm going to pee and it mess everybody's gas up. Hey, what <laughs> about pee. your property? What's that thing going to be worth then? Hey, uh, nothing. Probably. Hey, you know what? I, I know it might sound like we're going off the reservation, but no, we got a great example. I don't know why I didn't think about that. Remember the big... Uh, coal ash release over there near Knoxville where uh, TVA, all the, the big coal ponds they have those ponds that collect all the sludge from mm. all the different things that they do to generate power and that damn thing busted like a dike oh, really? and wiped out all those you know, hundreds, thousands of acres and just polluted the hell out of them. They said it's going to cost billions to clean that thing up. God. You think those people care about OSHA regulations now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a short answer. Uh, hell go. yeah. Hell yeah. So, you know, let's know. Bottom line is these corporations are going to maximize profits. They're sitting in the sweet seat well, right now. It's and, funny you bring that up because you yeah. kind of. Well, just buy an electric car. Yeah. Just buy well, $60,000 electric car. Just go ahead fine, and take yeah. out that $60,000 loan but that you can't what's, afford what's, in the first what's place. What's Elon Musk to put a cap on it? We won't need as much oil for the future. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's got to have the chips, microchips. There you go. Talking go about uh, corporations, it's funny yeah. because. Me and Chad both know a couple people that have been in the court, like worked for a corporation. Really, like um, a tire company, well, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. They who <laughs> were you guys. back in the day. You know, you would think that these people are all for the company. They're they're there every day. They're putting their their Who's nose the to the grindstone. I'm glad you're bringing this up. Nose to the grindstone. You talking work. about the workers? Yes, the workers. Yeah, the, yeah. Ma our managers. We've yeah. both worked under these people, and we yeah. know and they're. All for the company. They love the company. The company. Yeah, has when they get help from the government, what do they do? They buy their own damn stock back because it inflates their CEO salaries. 
no, even not, though they suck. Just managers, no, no, not even CEOs. Yeah. No, no, yeah, so you're carried you're, away now. you're taking in on it. We're talking on like we're seeing a shift. In work I think mentality. you're going on the side tangent yeah. of we're seeing a shift in the employer to employee like relationship sort of market what that looks like. So for in, instance, in a good way or a bad in way? A, in my opinion, it depends on way. which side you're on. If my, you're on the corporation side, bad. But if, if, you're if you're on the corporation side, you're like probably oh shit, okay. But if you're what on, what you the, mean? Because you're actually flexing a little bit of your muscle. Yeah, the, yeah. the regular employees are a little bit working See, powers from home. And these are people. I will yeah, say, working these, from home. These so. are people. One of them we know has worked for this company for uh, how long? It was probably. You should, they, three, DT, three years, DT, four years. DT, oh, ten years. Ten years, ten, and then another years. person that we know worked for this company for twenty-one years. 21 and they're years. Man, they they have been some of the best managers that we've worked for. Sure, you know, just efficient as possible. They, great leaders, okay. great oh, leaders, leading yeah. everyone. Voted managers of the year multiple times. Okay. You have one corporation is a manufacturing facility okay. where this guy is working at. You have the other corporation, which is a tire. Uh, um, Installer, so discount tires, the tire installer, discount tire, yeah. <laughs> manager, manager of the year, though, absolutely efficient. They, these are the prime sort of human capital that you want at if you're ever going to have a corporation. Okay. Yep. Corporations have failed and continue to fail at um, being behind the curve of taking care of their well-working employees, right? They think all you're talking the, about their mental health. I mean, everything. All oh, mental health has been a mental big health one, is the yeah. biggest, one. big one. Yeah, and just not. And these, yeah. they, these guys, these two ones that we're specifically talking about, they were even so adamant of no, this is the way. This corporation's awesome. It's great. We kept preaching that to right. us, and we were just like, no, nah, we're not in the corporate world. We're not into that whole thing. Well, now over the past month, ever since COVID, really, I mean, one of them, one over of the them, past month, but ever since COVID, you've seen kind of this shift in mentality. Right. People are like, I'm not putting up with it anymore. Like, I deserve better than this. This right. is bullshit. They've walked out, basically, well, not respectfully, but they've right. told off the corporation. Like, here's the issue. I'm right. You know, X X X X. Right. And then, <laughs> and then um, the other person, like from manufacturing, he's um. 21 years quit with the company with the 21 right. years with that one specific company and um he's in, in another corporation has just said we're actually going to pay you what you're worth um you're going to come in we want to hire you and do this and so uh, the workers are just having but so the, much more power the now. main argument from these two individuals is that they're not getting valued they're they're not getting valued, they feel like, by the corporation. There's right. so much demand. They're not giving them the resources right. that they need to be able to operate to the way the corporate world How wants them to How tight can you operate. squeeze your people? How tight can you squeeze every last drop out of the business? And then you add in the mental health aspect. They're not getting any value from the corporations around their mental health. They're The one that we know from Discount Tire, he took how months off before he actually He took quit. off. The, well, the guy from Discount Tire, he... He took a paid leave of absence for like three weeks, comes back, works for another three weeks, has a, I guess, like a breakdown. I don't even know if it's a, would you, I don't even know. If a you, mental breakdown, he just like, I I'm, this isn't for me. Right, I, yeah. Again, I'm not doing this bullshit. And, um, and he had to go on like a mental leave of just right. like, this is crazy amount of stress. And people want to joke about, you know, you talk to somebody, it's like, oh my God, mental leave. Oh my God, come on, dude. But honestly, it's like, it's a situation that we right. actually need to be. And we talked about the mental health. We talked about on the podcast before mental health of uh, not even just men, but mental health of everybody in this world that we live in right. now. And the way the suicide rate, especially for uh, men ages 20, 20 to, to, to 35. 35, 
suicide rates have shot up since the pandemic. Skyrocketed. Well, if you want to connect this to another population, look at the number of women in the workforce actually exceeds men now. And if when COVID came along, who bore the burden in the home? in the in the corporate workforce yeah. or just workforce well, in just general? The workforce in general. Are you serious? Workforce, but yeah, oh yeah, women have been outpacing men. But here's the well, thing: it's cheaper for the corporations. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a whole other podcast, <laughs> dude. You know I had what? to get that joke in. We love yeah, y'all yeah, out there. Don't it's open a joke. that can right there, brother. I'm just saying. <laughs> That when all of a sudden, uh, mother-in-law, father-in-law, grandma, grandpa had to move back in the house because of COVID, who had to bear the burden? The woman did. So the woman had to either give up her job. And what pissed off a lot of women was they went to their employers and said, look, Mm -hmm. this is unprecedented. It's a pandemic. I'm having to take care of these people. I got a grandparent, a mother-in-law, father-in-law, whatever. Can you work with me? Mm -hmm. And the corporation just, no. Uh uh-uh. uh, you know, you're not here. You're well, not working. It's funny that you- I don't care. Well, then, what happened to the mental health of the people in those families? It was called the Great Resignation. Yep. People started just quit and said, "Okay, well, the worm has turned." And now a lot of people are looking at these companies, going, "You don't really care about me." Mm-mm. And if my mental health isn't you know stable, then I'm not going to be a productive worker. So, what's more important, profits or the welfare of the worker? Yeah. And I think a lot of people are That's what the that. corporations don't understand. I fully believe this 100%. And and if I ever had a crazy big corporation, companies say it all the time, but like seriously put the main focus in, into your people, make oh, sure yeah. they're taken care of, make sure they're happy. Yep. The profits are going to come. Yep. They're going to come. You're going to get so much better workers, so much better um people are loyal when they feel like they are taken care of and they are cared about, yeah. right? Imagine if well, well, that's the difference between valuing money versus valuing your employees. Like right. the, the main reason for a corporation is to make money. Okay. And everybody like, All I'm right. sorry, go ahead. Here's where we get to the big question then. What, what is the responsibility of a corporation? What is it? Yeah. What is it? I, is it okay? If I'm a stockholder in a company and you're the CEO, do I care about your workers? Well, there's a there's a difference. No, do well, I care about if your you're, st- you're a stockholder no, 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 no. in the you company? I'm a stockholder in, you should. in a mythical tire company yeah. in Nashville. Do you care about the workers or do you care about your bottom line? Yeah, exactly. In well, other words, am I looking at the stock value at the end of the day or well, am I looking at your mental health and your employees, how you're treated, or do I just say, hey, you know what gets me the most money? Well, good point, but I will say this. The two people that we know that went through this issue, right. they're both privately held. So family corporations. Both punk companies yeah. are privately held. Well, I guess, we're talking true, about, yeah. I guess we're talking back to Gandhi's greed. But yeah. And now I hope I'm quoting this right because I haven't talked about Milton Friedman in a long time, which he's not one of my personal oh, favorites. Oh, Milton Friedman. Milton Friedman came out of what's <laughs> – I think it was the monetarist. They call it the Chicago School of Economics back in the 60s. Columbia School? Columbia? No. Chicago School, Chicago University School. Okay, of Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, the idea was with Milton Freeman. If I got the, if I get this screwed up, I apologize. I don't I think anybody's going to know. I didn't brush up on this before <laughs> I got here, but uh, as the as his layer of thought that he brought that was really radical was just what we're talking about. What is the obligation of a company, a corporation? Is it to stock? Or is it to the workers? Where well, you're starting to see a shift from shareholder one, equity. Guess which one he went with. Shareholder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. In other well, words, that's that's why that's why I exist. Clay's going. That, that's a good point. You're starting yeah. to see this shift from the old school. No, it's shareholder to I think stakeholder. Now, stakeholder to now 
companies are being smarter, and I think it's shifting to well, this the, is shareholder being, well, stakeholder okay. now is taking more into account the employees. Well, let's and the, don't be naive though. Look at how many CEOs run a company into the dirt. They still golden parachute out, multimillionaires and rich. Yeah. They're not held accountable. Yeah. If they're that crappy and they get let go, why do they need to parachute out? With the gold, it's called the golden parachute. Oh, no, yeah, like, yeah. It's not like bailing out over the anus of America, Kansas. Ooh. I'm bailing out, baby, at the golden parachute. I'm landing in Colorado outside of Boulder in a nice retirement community. I'm not outside of uh, Kansas. But at some, some point, some town called Salina in the middle of the anus. At I some mean. point, the workers will realize, and I think they're starting to realize the power that they actually have over these corporations. And if you can never harness that, Ooh. if you get the average American knowing, what power they have collectively, which I honestly, I'm skeptical that they actually will, will realize the true power that they hold. But if they ever do realize, I mean, corporations oh, no. are in for. Yeah, no, open up another can of worms, baby. Let's do it. Look at the state we're sitting in, Tennessee, right to work state. Where do you think our legislature leans? Pro business or pro worker? Pro business. Yeah, that's why these companies come here. They come here. I mean, why did General Motors come here? Why did Japan, uh, Nissan, and now what was Datsun, then Nissan? The Nissan plant came here, right to work state. Don't have to worry for the most part about unions. Very business. You know what business friendly really means? If you relocate to Nashville, we're going to pay you X millions of dollars, et cetera. But if you're a small entrepreneurial business on Gallatin Road, we're not giving you shit. Yeah, good luck. I mean, Hopefully I you survive. Cuss word, but bottom line is, so we write checks for millions to companies. We write no check to the entrepreneurs, but I've always said this. If you go from Vol State and Gallatin, you drive all the way to Nashville, and you add up every small entrepreneurial business and the impact on the economy and the impact on the workforce and the impact on the quality of life, that is the lifeblood of the Nashville economy. But who gets the check written to them? Yep. Oracle... You know, just name the companies that relocate here. I mean, that's your, I call that crony capitalism. Yep. And that's what we got in America. Well, then we're not a capitalist society anymore. We're damn crony capitalists for sure. So what's the way out of it, Vigua? Uh, re- it's the revolution, baby. It's the revolution? I mean, I, hey, look. I mean, Karl Marx was right about something, you know. You exploit the worker enough. I mean, think about it. Is the middle class eroding? Yes. Uh, yes. Eaten, oh, yes. What middle class? Well, look at inflation. Yeah, They've eaten good. away. What middle class? Yeah, and yeah, inflation's eating them alive, right? And then you've got the people with almost zero net worth, which make up a huge chunk at the other end of the spectrum. And then what you got at the top of the food chain? I mean, that's was where it the, the money proletariat is. versus the bourgeoisie or whatever? Yeah, exactly. That he wrote about? Proletariat, the working class, the bourgeoisie, owners of capital. Yeah, right. And what are they doing? I mean, they're living their lives, man. They're during the pandemic, they're getting richer beyond their wildest dreams, while the average middle class and lower class American is struggling to survive. That's America. Welcome to America. It's time for the revolution, (laughs) baby. That's what we're talking about. We're not promoting everybody to revolt right now, but, you know. Maybe we are. Maybe. maybe. What is it Jefferson said? Famous quote. uh, A little revolution every now and then is a good thing. He said, the tree of liberty must be pared. It is. If you want to simplify it, it just lines them back up. Put you back in line. What's that? It's like giving the kid a little ass whooping that like gets misbehaving <laughs> it's like oh let me give a little discipline here and put them back no, in no. line you guys are exactly who we're talking about are you the future of the middle class i hope not i hope i'm the future of the one <laughs> <What>? percent <laughs> 
Well, that may be your dream, but where you are right now, you're closer to the middle class than that other class. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But so with, what with, do you think? How do you feel? How's America treating you? You think you're getting a fair shake? I know I got to work my ass off. To, right? To, I feel like you here's my you. To get your master's, did you have to go to night class? Yeah. And work during the day? Yeah, and it well, sucks. There you go. Your I, wife I, work? Does your wife work? Yeah, she does. Well, there you she go. She hates it. She, she hates getting up my, every morning. My dad to- was an officer <laughs> in the Army. My mom had four kids that didn't work, and mm-hmm. they lived at the middle class. You're not going to live that middle class today with four kids yeah. and my mom not working. I will no, say, hell it, no. It, it yeah. seems like, especially Unless you're inflation. in a high up well, corporate, corporate job exactly. for the one the one breadwinner, and yeah. then you're still probably living thin. That's but, why I've been trying yeah. to a lot lately, like not focus on like my money or whatever. Like I'm just trying to focus on, and I know this kind of sounds a little hippie-ish, and it's completely tangent off of what we're talking about right now, uh-huh. but the mental health aspect of it and doing the things that I enjoy, because I know that my time on earth here is limited. Oh, yeah. And if now you talk about- we're going to get spiritual. We're going like to get spiritual that. here in Let's a little bit. Let's Keep on going, I'm man. I'm ready for that. Let's but like, But at some point, you got to sit back and realize, okay, I can bust my ass. I can work for this corporation. Right. I can make it, I can climb the corporate ladder. There I use go. air quotes around that. You can bust your ass off, try to go, try to please everybody you can. Okay. But at some point, you're going to sit back and realize, hey, I'm okay. 32. I'm 33 years old. And what have I had to show for it? And I don't guess have any what? children. Well, I don't it have ain't your corporation either, so why are you putting it's all not your energy your into it? That's how I look okay. at it. What have I, I wanna... done in the past 10 years to benefit my lifestyle and okay. bring joy to my life? Well, I haven't. Well, so. let me, before we go spiritual, we could ask old Chad this question, you too. Of the uh, bosses you've worked for in these corporate Oh, you already know my answer. Just tell me how bright, how quick they okay. are. How, I mean, I'll give some people a background I mean, on this. Tell me, is there a reason why you could have anxiety, <laughs> David depression? points this out to me oh, because... Yeah. I'll say I've, I've had I've had bosses in the past <laughs> that are it is a, it is a joke yes. when you when you're on meetings or you're going through and you're you're one of the you know you're one of the the uh, just working ants right in the, in the whole area but it's you're <laughs> one surprised you're like so I'm being ran we're being ran by these people yeah and what's, how discouraging well what's what's unfortunate yeah. too is you have the so as as age happens just normal progression of over generations right you have um we, we have kids mm-hmm. say I, i'll use uh myself as an example i have a kid what am i going to want i want that kid to have a better life than what i had right. did i have a bad life at all hell no so what he's going to get an easier life or a better life than me it's just like the quote that says what is it uh tough men make oh no tough times make tough men tough men make weak t- I don't know. make weak men weak and times. weak men make Okay, uh, we'll, we'll fix that. Woo, Complete debauchery. It's a great uh, quote. Right there. No, oh, it's boy. a great Easy. quote, and it makes sense. But essentially, though, as as time goes on in these corporations, these people that get hired in those positions that have you're like they must have their head up their ass. What are they talking about? Yep. They haven't got to see right. the real world. They haven't ever been in a job that's customer facing and have somebody just bitch at you for no damn reason, oh, and God. they don't even understand. But yet they're running the corporation because. They act like they're like, oh, well, this is intuitive. This is how it works, and it's not how it works. And so then, I, I called. I'm sorry. Go I ahead. Mean, I was go gonna ahead. say I call Chad all the time. Like when I'm working, I was like, man, to complete. I feel like ignorance from the higher ups. It is. I don't know why. why right. I'm well, then, this up, but one of my favorite things that I say right now recently, and the way I view it, you know for sure, David. Well, and you too, just based on my whole working situation, and then how Tessa and I continue to look for the way out of the corporate world, right? I would like to be no corporate job in five years from now. Right. Fully self-sufficient of what we're bringing in. But the way I say it is, look, you can either get played by the corporations, by the corporate world, or you can play them. 
Right. And when you play them, it doesn't mean you're like, I'm still earning the paycheck. I'm still doing my work. I'm still right. bringing them numbers and, and doing my role and helping still right. bring the profit. But I'll switch, I'll switch up a company in a heartbeat. I have no loyalty to a specific no company like because you know like why that. you go, this is also fucked up on the corporations. They're going to hire, they're going to hire somebody from externally out of the company and bring them in. They're going to hire oh, them yeah. at a premium oh, yeah. because they have a perceived notion that, oh, that person out there worked for X. They, they're going to come in and crush it. And that could be the shittiest worker ever. Yep. And no they're going to, they're going to pass up yep. the five-year employee that knows all the processes done a kick-ass job but they're like hey we have them over here doing this work for sixty thousand. we're gonna hire this person in we're gonna pay them 85 for that same position but we're gonna keep that on the hush hush you let me give you a real quick getting cold, a, getting a give annual three percent raise yeah. every yeah. year i'll give you a cold, as that nine percent inflation hit yeah. your ass yeah uh-huh. i'll give you a cold-blooded quick story a friend of mine that we'll just call jimmy b uh <laughs> works for a said hospital in nashville maybe similar to the sound of St. Thomas. He works his way up through the corporate food chain near the top, right? And just what you said was true. When there'd be an opening, you know, we got to do an outsourcing firm. We got to find somebody, you know, we can't go inside. So there's no reward for being a good worker inside. So he survives and survives. And this guy's thriving, working his way up the food chain. Well, uh, not to be at bash if you're Catholic, it's not personal, but St. Thomas falls under a group called the Ascension Group, yeah. which is owned by the Catholics. It's, uh, and basically, they're a nonprofit. So the idea is, yeah, they make money, but they get a lot of write-offs because they're considered a, a place that gives away health care to those in need. That's part of it. That's part of the Christian message. It's part of the corporate message. Well, that's all fine and good until what happens? when you got to actually give out the free care. Mm -hmm. So when the 2008 crash hit and people were needing help, guess what St. Thomas's response was? Because they were forced to actually live up to their principles, they just started slashing and burning their workforce. Well, he got called in one day. He was told, it's due to no factor of your own. We've rewarded you. We know you're a good employee, but we're going to give you about 30 minutes. Here's a box. This gentleman's going to come with you. You're going to clean out your desk. Now, if you say a word... And you disrespect us on the way out to the door, your uh, package, you know, that you're leaving under will be eliminated. Uh, this will be eliminated, et cetera, et cetera. So there's your reward. And it's like my buddy said, he never forgot that. And from that point forward, he works for himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now he still works for a corporation that I'll leave nameless, but he goes, I'm no, ready. You to can walk work out for the, the corporation. Any yep. second. You can work for the corporation, right. but you do not take in right. disrespect or anything on account right. of that corporation. So for instance, that's the whole, if Americans would come to the idea of the power they hold, it's really right. more of if everybody would just have that mentality of, I don't, I'm not loyal to this company. I'm, I'm, I'm here yeah. and it, and I'm here and I'm, I'm paid on an obligation. They paid me for my time. Yeah. I put my time in. Right. We're even, I don't owe you anything else. That's exactly right. right. And this kind of going back to the two people that we know that have left the corporations mm-hmm. that they were Staunt, like loyal to that corporation like from day right. one they're like loyal to that and they're coming from a mindset of or a generation that is a little bit more loyal to their employers than this generation that me and Chad are in right now but they're saying after COVID and all the stress that they put them under these corporations mm-hmm. treating them like shit and they're like ah, um, no I'm not well, loyal to you anymore because of right. the way you've treated me like there's no loyalty but, here but think about the irony of what we're talking about so we're talking about not being loyal to the corporation because they're not loyal to us and all they exist for is to line the pockets of the stockholders right 
What about we we were talking about Jerome Powell and the Federal Reserve when the 2008 crash hit? Uh, he wasn't the chair then; uh, the the other guy was. You know, he even said himself it made his stomach sick. Main Street bailed out Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Wall Street didn't bail out Main Street. We did. Yeah. And why were we in the mess we were in? Wall, Wall Street. Street. Wall Street's irresponsible behavior. And so what did they get rewarded with? They took my tax dollar, gave to them. They used it not to help the economy, but to buy back their own damn stock, which inflated their worth. None of them went to jail. None of them lose their jobs. I mean, uh, except for Lehman Brothers and a few other people, most people didn't pay anywhere near the price. And they're right back at it again. Yep. In that, I mean, when? how much more does it take before we have the revolution? But what? I mean, how much longer does it take? Well, that's the thing. You people have to be educated. They have to know that this right. is happening. And do and, we want an educated workforce? I know we've had this conversation. Do you, well, you really would, want your schools to educate people? Oh God! Look, dude. come on. That, when I teach at Vol State, I don't mind oh, saying man. this. I'll say it on the podcast. I'll say it to anybody who wants to listen. At the end of Macro and Micro, if you hadn't figured out that the system's rigged against you, we're thirty trillion in debt. Who's on the hook for that? Who's going to get screwed? Whose generation's going to pay the price? Come on. The fact, Everybody knows who's responsible. The fact that every single high school in the United States doesn't have or should doesn't have a finance class, like oh, a personal yeah. finance class. Like, no. you know, you got math, you got science. Well, there needs to be a personal finance. Yeah. The fact that they well, don't have that. We put on Dave Ramsey let, videos and call that finance class. Don't even get yeah. Don't even get me started on Dave Ramsey. I don't get no, me no. started on him either. But the bottom we, line, we sat there and yeah. we watched Dave Ramsey, and he's saying, "Oh, you got to save twenty percent in this housing market, and you got to put a down payment twenty yeah, percent." Yeah, and and he's firing employees Just, that had consensual sex oh, that weren't yeah. married. Oh yeah, yeah. I need him to be my uh, corporate. But the personal liaison. finance classes in this country is a joke, and these people, right. these kids, well, they don't want you to be students educated. going to college. Hey, that's the bottom line. They don't taking want you to be twenty k out in debt. And yeah. then well, still well, paying it off into their thirties. Look, if I'm a corporation, do I want a customer that's going to ask questions? No. You want somebody easily if, that you can yeah. brainwash. If I'm a government, if I'm a government, do I want like Marsha Blackburn? Does she want people like the DEA guy asking her tough questions about the origins of uh, the, the opioid crisis? No, no they don't, they don't no. want to be held accountable well, people, like that. The average American has got to get educated. They've yeah. got to understand what's going on. They've got. Yeah. And here's another thing: going back to that spiritual aspect of it. If I'm sitting here and I feel like a little ant on this entire scheme Ooh, of what's going on in the world, yep. do what kind of power do I solely have? Like, am I going to inflict that power, or am I just going to say, you know what, my time is due. We're all going to die one day. I'm just gonna yeah. be as happy as I can while I still got the chance to be happy. I'm gonna take my trips. Right. I'm gonna kind of play the role and just have a family. Is that what I want to do, or am I going to actually stand up and revolt? I don't know. You know? I like the revolution yeah. myself. I mean, when you guys say revolt, what do you picture? We're talking about pick, pick, pick axes, uh, pick axes. Okay, front of Wall, wall you're Street. Gonna pop, you're gonna get popped real quick by a five-five-six hey. round. Well, wait, <laughs> a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now you remember during uh, anarchy. <laughs> anarchy in the streets, baby. Yeah. Sons of Anarchy. Here's in that podcast name Damn, right here. Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. Uh, okay. Uh, I thought we were going to talk about what the Mayans. <laughs> Remember oh, the other man. motorcycle gang for talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, the other I like uh, gang. Miles. That's pretty good. Yeah, so. but hey, thanks. Buddy. Oh shoot, we got Steven just hey. came in. He Steve, walked in. Steven, hey, people, hey, Steven's people. answer is: Let's all go to the sweat lodge. Yeah. Get us a little sweat on. Hit the Waffle House and uh, take it easy, baby. Let the revolution begin. Let the good times. Oh roll. man, see. Where the Waffle House? Waffle House, man. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Kansas. 
Kansas baby. baby. Waffle House, you can just come in and just use their kitchen. LC, you can cook your own stuff. And you're fine. <laughs> um, yeah, Woo. I don't. I don't know. That's going to be know, pretty, man. pretty interesting. Pretty I like where we started, where we ended. So yeah, man. I knew it'd be. So we're I knew it'd be armed revolt. Look, David. Yeah. Anytime Let's we know it. we're talking about having you on, we know it's going to be pretty. So who knows? Gonna, who knows? Are we all moving to a gated community? That's I'm the going question. out to the pond, baby. I'll, I'll meet well, you out there. You got a free fire zone out there. You can hold them back for Heck a while. Heck yeah, man! I got me a nice little back up to the hill up I'm there. Going to my no, underground. Well, you want to know something really? This is kind of serious. I, I've got friends of mine that are former students that are a lot older than you guys. Uh, one of them lives over in Hendersonville. He's got a he's he's a code writer, so he works for a great company, big global corporate. Gets paid. They're called Deloitte, if that's okay to say. Oh, I know, yeah. And uh, he buys a new weapon each month. I can't imagine how many assault weapons, everything he's got. And I asked him, I said, "What do you, what do you buy these weapons for?" He said, "David, when they come to try to take uh, my stuff, yeah." He goes, "I'm gonna light them up, baby." Yeah, baby. And so, now he's talking about moving. To get a piece of property like you, Clay, where the fire zone's a lot better. You got the, you got yeah, the spread, bigger easy kill spread radius. Out. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this. Well, this, is, this will be the last subject. And everything. I'm like, see, he's ready for the revolution. Well, here, let's, we'll make this the last topic okay. we touch on. We're at an hour and seven minutes. Poor folks has listened to us sporadic all over the place but hopefully they're in their car and they're like yeah yeah you know this is starting crazy to, starting we'll give you a song we'll, we'll end you on a song Kansas, baby. We'll, we'll figure out a good song to end you on where it just really finishes off the mood. Son. Mm. oh my <laughs> god man a little beatles revolution might be just so more pigs. so with the guns we, we have a lot going on right now right they're voting yeah. a bunch on the gun stuff they're talking yeah. about limiting your high round magazines they're killing babies which is anything right. over over 10 10 rounds they consider to be high round yeah, magazines you go rabbit hunting you got to be able to blow everything well listen away, they're yeah. talking that that takes away uh, they're they're doing it in terms of like oh we want this to be uh, most of the, like the AR stuff I think but a lot of it your pistols most of your modern day pistols hold more than ten rounds so then Sweet. yeah so then your your double stack uh, pistols anything there you, that would essentially be mm. so what happens though if that something like that does pass that goes through and everything and they said yeah this is banned now well you know how many average Americans have those products and those sort of things in their homes yeah how do you and, and and the government has it on record because guess what you go in you buy it you have the whole background check they know who has these things the majority yeah, you just grandfather those people in and say we're not going to sell new ones we're not are we we're not going to go in and take away that, you have that's to not gonna fly in america well you have to that's, it, you, that's the that's the best possible thing that's they when can you do. start learning how to do jujitsu and you start choking people out that come take your guns just choke <laughs> how are you going to choke oh. them out because the ones that come take your guns they're going to have guns no nah, i just shoot them oh that's where you get dogs and just sick them on them sick the them ones them. that want to take sick your guns <laughs> listen the Send ones that, out. the ones Our that want to take hey, no no on the ones that want to take your guns build a moat they come with <laughs> more powerful guns the ones that advocate for guns being taken right. away from the average american are protected by guns. Okay. So it's just, it's very... Uh, that's when the revolt begins, right. man. Chad, this is a little weird now. So you're t- we're calling for a revolution a few minutes ago. Now you got us fighting over getting our guns back. That's how are you going to have a revolution? where you're really... Wait, how are you going to... No, 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 no. How are you going to... David, 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 how are you going to get your... How are you going to have a revolution if you don't have guns? No, I agree with you. What I'm saying is... 
All you got to do is try to pass a bill where the government comes and tries to basically get those weapons back. Oh, the revolution starts right up. Yeah. So I can be screwed by a corporation. I can be screwed by a government entity. But when they come for my guns, that's when Bubba's going to say, I don't have to be educated. No, you ain't getting my guns. And then we light them up. It's all how simple can you make it? And Americans (laughs) love their guns. You come and take the toys. Nope. So we just, so that's the trick. That's the trick. So it's not no health care, no retirement poverty on and on and on it's just about the well, guns look you have to educate everyone all that stuff and nobody wants well, to I'll sit tell you through what, sitting here with no kids i'm 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 looking forward to the future that my children have just based off the crap that we've talked about well, you got a little time maybe to wait and see what, how it's going to play out before you have brother, kids. I don't, I don't mean know. to be cruel, but you're living the dream. What did you just did? You just buy a piece of property? Buy a piece of property, yes, okay. sir. Yes, sir. Got yeah. you a backhoe with no brakes. Got me a backhoe yeah. with no brakes. Yeah. You got you a woman you love. Got me a woman I love. Yeah. You yeah. gonna build a fire pit with brother Chad? Here? You know what? Life ain't that bad now. That no, I think shit. about it. You're Hell no. A, you're hey, hey. Be a butcher. Wait, wait. I'm like damn, you we'll, got we'll have a. Uh, we're gonna have a um an you audio. Well fed, little bruised up. Hey, a little bruised up. That's a bit. That'd be alright. Hey, We're going to have an uh, audio cameo here for a second. Uh-oh. Audio cameo? Oh. Hi, my name's Steven. Hey. Everybody knows your name. Hey. Yo, it's me, Pressure Steven's King. I'm back. Steven's headed for the Sweat Lodge, baby. Uh, that was Sunday. Really? Well, you it's know, already that's done. That's what you need to build out there on uh, Clay's place. Get a nice sweat lodge out Shit, there. Yeah. Hey, we yeah. can do a podcast in the sweat lodge. Grill some steaks. Have the sweat lodge. What about podcast in the sweat lodge? There you go, man. I don't know and how we'll they jump in that pond. Oh, I don't know about you, that. I told everybody. I said, "Well, we know when David's on the podcast. You never Dude, know where stories you're from Waffle House. Oh my God, that's a that's a million well, dollar baker." Let's sign off. A little bit. All right, Chad, go ahead. Take us off the air, will you? Two gay guys in Greece. That's oh. all you need to know. <laughs> I don't even know where that conversation is. Honestly, I think that's the perfect closer. We're going to see y'all next time. Huddle House. Huddle we House. out. We out. Love you, babies. Yeah. Happy day. You say you want a revolution. Well, you know. We all want to change the world. Tell me that it's evolution Well, you know We all want to change the world But when you talk about destruction Don't you know that you can count me out?